Why, hello there. Before I welcome you to this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional, I just have a question I'd like to ask you. Have you wordled yet today? Yeah, I said it, and I'm a little bit embarrassed I said it, but anyways, welcome to this week's episode. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Michelle, and I'm not embarrassed you said it. I'm all over this game. I'm ha- I love this game. Yeah, you're a competitive beast. <laughs> A little bit, a little bit, but I'm pretty competitive with myself, mainly. You've just kind of tagged right. along for the ride. <laughs> I know. It's usually a before seven o'clock message every day. Have you done it yet? Where? How many did it take you? <laughs> I know. And that being said, this morning I texted, it was very early. It was probably six-ish because I was panicked because I, well, I wasn't at that point, but I got, it took me all six tries to get the word which is the first time that's happened to me and yeah so was your heart racing and like your hands getting sweaty and <laughs> yeah well and nervous I'm like, yeah and I'm like I'm never going to get this word because the, my first two words that I guessed had no letters correct I used four vowels in the first two words that I used and none of those vowels existed in the final word and I'm like I'm never going to get this but I did. Yeah, you did do that. You rallied. And don't feel so bad because on try four for me, I had four of the five letters in the correct spot. And it took me three tries. So to try number six to put the right last letter in there. Well, I, so. I guess that's the advantage when your first two words don't have any of the letters in it. It eliminates a lot of letters very quickly. <laughs> So, right, that's true. Yeah, so you have it, a whole reject pile there. Yeah, so it narrows your options significantly, which is how I finally got it in the sixth try. But super well, fun. Well, you got game. it. That's yep. all that matters. Yeah. But you were telling me earlier that you have you actually read an article about Wordle. I I did. It was in the Lake Havasu paper today. And I'll just go over some of the facts that I thought were so fascinating. First of all, again, it came from today's News Herald in a section called The Conversation, Mm -hmm. and the author was Derek Hortzmeyer. Okay. And in this article, he was talking about the different Wordle strategies. Are you playing Wordle to get it in as few as guesses as possible, or are you playing Wordle to get it by the sixth try? Because there's different strategies that you use. Okay, well, can I answer those that question first before you go on? Yes, you may. Okay, well, I'm definitely trying to get it in the fewest tries. And I have my own strategy, so I'm going to see if my strategy syncs with his strategy. Okay, well, here's what I'll share. And I only have a little bit of information that I'm going to share on this. But first of all, when you are playing the game to win in as few guesses as possible, his recommendation or the recommendation of the study, because there was this whole study done on this, um, this. was you should use a word with three consonants and two vowels. Absolutely, I do that. Okay, so that is his advice there. Mm -hmm. In it to win it, two vowels, three consonants, and the top three words to use as your first word mm-hmm. to accomplish that would be the word slice. Oh, okay. Tried. Oh, oh that's or crane. Word. Okay. Yes. 
I haven't used any of those words. I should write those down so I don't forget. My top three words are steam, stare, and steal. And I just throw out whatever pops into my mind on that day. <laughs> I really, I do have a strategy, but the first word I usually just am like, do I want to go more vowels or more consonants? Right. So and I could say, I like strategy. the word, I like the word train too. And I do, I agree. You don't want to double letters in the first word, but to, like in today's, I used letter that I used in the previous word just to fill the space because I wanted to find out if these other two letters were in the word. So I definitely have a strategy. Right. I definitely have strategy. I, I don't do it randomly like you do. And you do really well just by throwing out random words that pop into your head. Yeah. Well, the first word I do is always just whatever comes to mind. And then the second one, I try to start placing the letters in the correct spot. So if I had two letters right there in the wrong spot, I start eliminating eliminating spots where they could go. Right. And, and I'll use duplicate le letters if I have to. Yeah. Well, in that in the early stage, in the early stage. Yeah. Which is why I panicked this morning when my first two words were dream and cough, following the rules, getting good letters, all different. And I didn't have one letter right in the first two tries. That's scary. That's yeah. when I panic. I would have been stressed too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I get that. But that is the strategy he came across to win it in as few guesses as possible. Well, I'm going to Now, if you're okay, just, you should try his words. Yeah, I'm going to. You wrote them down or I'll text them to you later. But right. again, for those who want to write them down, slice, tried, and crane. Okay. Top three words. Now, if you're just in it to win it in six guesses, like you don't really care as long as you have it accomplished by that last chance. He recommends the words that you start with have four consonants and only one vowel. Interesting. Like stick. Yes. Yes. What are his three top words for that? His three top words. And he says, I believe if I'm reading correctly, that 98.79% of the people will get the word in six tries if they start with one of these words. Well, it's actually 98.79 and then 98.75 for the next mm -hmm. two, just to be clear. So his top three words are adept. Mm. But that has two vowels in it. Yeah, it has two vowels. Two of these words have two vowels now that I'm looking. Okay, yeah. What about what happened to like stick or or Yeah, no, but his his top three, I'll just put okay. them out there. Adept, champ, and plaid. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Plaid is that, a good word. It is a good word, and I've used that one myself. Okay, it was adept, plaid, and what was the other one? Champ. Champ. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I would I would add that, stick to that list. And stick I, is a good word too. I like that. Yeah. And if you're feeling like um because OU is a popular letter combination. So I that's why I like words like cough because it puts the OU 
together. And if it's if they're in the word and not together, it's really easy to narrow down what the word is. Another one, right? when you're just trying to do one vowel would be night because of the G-H-T. That's a very common letter combination. So just little food for thought. Little food for thought. And I just really love that I am putting all those years of schooling and English and language to use and really thinking about it as I enter my choices. While they may be random, there is not a chaos to my randomness. So did in this article- I don't did, know if that made sense. It does make sense. It does. Okay. But I was curious, and I think about this every day, because it seems when you finally get the word, although today, like I said, it took me six tries, I think every single time, I wonder how many people- I mean, have a really high percentage, like they're they're at like 100%. They get it every day. Because it does seem like it's pretty easy to get the word once you actually get the word, because you've eliminated so many letters. So I, I bet there's a pretty high percentage of getting it right. And that's why it's such a popular game, because it's like you feel so good about yourself when you get it right. <laughs> but everyone gets it right. Do you think that's the case? Yeah. I don't know, but for you, it's a yay, Suzanne moment. It is every single morning. Every, <laughs> every single morning. morning. Yeah, it's like, yay, Suzanne. Yeah, I, there was only one day I didn't get it when it, the word was proxy, which in my- oh, That would have been a hard one. It was a hard one. And yeah, and I didn't get proxy, but I've gotten And how did you word. feel about yourself on that day? I felt I felt justified in not getting it because I thought it was a very difficult word. So I felt pretty good. I, I didn't feel too bad about myself that day because it's like, well, that's a tough word. Who's going to get proxy? Right. And there are probably a hundred people out there disagree. saying, yeah, there are probably a lot of people out there saying, I got proxy. I got it that day. Yeah, I'm not wanting to tell you that I got it at try to. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's only ever happened to me once. Yeah. And I got one and try one. And that's just luck of the draw. It's like when you get it on the first try, it's like, okay, you're just lucky. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, a huge Suzanne, or Suzanne yeah. moment there. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't <laughs> journal about it or put it on Facebook or something. <laughs> yeah, I could. So I heard this on the news this week is that the New York Times bought the rights to Wordle from the gentleman in England who created it. He probably very cool. I know he probably made a pretty penny on it. He's probably a very rich man now. Wow! And well, congratulations to him. That's awesome. I know. And the New York Times comment was, "We won't. You'll still be able to play it for free now. For now, we won't start charging you to play the game until down the road." Does that just annoy the crap out of you? <laughs> like it does me. It's like, of course, the New York Times is going to make us pay to play. Yeah, it kind of takes a little bit of the magic. I know. Out of the experience. I know. And we're going to have to have a subscription yeah, to be this able is to play. Really, yeah, this is really kind of taking the country by storm. I mean, we were sending memes to each other about it and stuff. So I know. 
Well, we'll have to see how it goes. And we'll have to see if we have any listeners after we bore them to death about this game. <laughs> I know. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about something else. Okay. Well, the first thing I want to say, and I know you're going to give a shout out to, is my son Cameron has a birthday this upcoming week. So oh. sending a huge happy birthday to him. I wish I could be with him, but he is in the process of changing jobs and moving into a new location. And so how, soon enough, we'll celebrate. How old is he going to be this year? Can I ask? Or Well, you can ask, but doesn't that kind of give my... Oh, you guys already know my age. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. he'll, he'll be 28. He'll be 28. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, your oldest is younger than my youngest. <laughs> so... Oh, well, there is that. Yep. And so, yes, that's on February 8th is his birthday. So by the oh. time everyone hears this, because I think we're a week delayed. Right, right. Because we're actually ahead in our right. recordings, right. believe it or not. Right. Just in yeah. case either one of us gets COVID and can't record. Yes, or have a crazy week, which has yeah. been the case for the last three months. Right, so, exactly. And then what's happening in, in your world on the 11th? Oh, I know. It's Logan's second birthday. <laughs> and and I'm going to Seattle to be there for his second birthday. I'm just going to be there for the weekend. I was just telling someone else to, this morning, I'm so stressed about it because I know I'm going to get COVID like the day before I'm supposed to leave. Because it's the one thing I really care about doing is being there for his second birthday. And I know that I'll probably wake up the day before I leave with COVID and I won't be able to go. <laughs> and I'm just okay. so stressed about it. So the first thing I have to say is you don't ever put that out into the universe <laughs> because there's know. a thing called manifestation and it can go good or it can go bad. So you never put those words or thoughts out into the universe. But you can't help the thought, can you? You have the thought. Yeah, you try to like move away from it. That's what I do when I get thoughts popping in my my mind. I try and move away from it. Right. But I always come back. But I, I try. I know. And I never vocalize it because it seems once you do, it's out there in the universe. And right. I get that. My daughter would agree with you. She would say, don't even put that out there, mom. Don't put that in the universe. Thank you, Katie. But in my opinion, if it's even in my thoughts, it's already out there in the universe. I've already introduced it to the universe, my fear. And so... So you have no filter. I have no filter. I have no way of saying, if I say it out loud, then it's in the universe. No, I'm just like, yep, it is what it is. But... Yeah, we'll I so fought that urge because last week I was in Denver and I went to visit my son, Colton, who mm -hmm. um, was moving apartments. And... On the Sunday before I left, we recorded an episode. And afterwards, I told you, uh, you know, my I got a little bit of a headache and my throat's mm -hmm. starting to hurt a little bit. And dang, you know, I hope I'm okay. Right. And I did end up taking a COVID test that night and I was fine. But it was even, I did, I did not want to say it out loud. And I just really fought that urge to say it. And then when I couldn't deny anymore, I took the test and then felt fine in the morning. So it could have been a mental game there. I worked myself up. I know, which is what happened to me a couple of weeks ago. You know, it was it went through my store. I had myself all worked up about it. I was sure I had it, but I had negative COVID tests. 
Yeah. So thank God for that. You're still COVID free as far as you know. And yeah. I have been COVID free as far as I know. I know. But yes, people are dropping like flies. I'm telling you. I, I don't oh, yeah, know. Yeah, it's all I, around me. I know. I don't know if I know anyone. Well, handful of people like you, like me, that haven't gotten it yet. I mean, and it's like, it's just a matter of time. It's like I said, I think in our last episode, it's like being a parent when the whole family gets the stomach flu and you're always the last one to get it. You know you're going to get it. You just have to wait your turn. Yes. Well, let's try and turn this mindset around for you. Okay, please do. And why don't you say... I am going to be happy and healthy and able to celebrate Logan's birthday with him and put that out in the universe. Okay. I am going to be happy and healthy and excited to spend Logan's birthday with him. Awesome. I Much know. better. Yeah. So is there a theme for the party or what are you guys doing for it? There is a theme and I, and Jamie has told me like three times and I can't remember it. It's like, it goes with my old age. I can't okay. remember it. Well, but I'll we'll tell have to you. catch up yep. next week yep. and find out yep. the next time we record. So, yeah, anyway, as I was telling you, I went to Denver to help Colton move. And I love that kid. Like, he just warms my heart so much. Aww. But that trip was so incredibly stressful and I learned so many lessons about being the mother of an adult child mm -hmm. that, yeah, no, this short week actually felt long and short at the same time. It was just crazy. So give me some examples. Well, I've always been so used to student children oh. where they're in class and when you come to visit, they can work their schedules a little bit so they can spend more time with you. Mm -hmm. And now he's a working man. And when I come to visit, he still has the responsibility of going to work, which I knew would be the case, but I didn't realize how long those days would seem waiting for him to get off work. Oh. Yeah, it just was very strange. Like the first day I kind of worked through it and, you know, I kept myself busy. And then the second day they actually had a huge snowstorm. So it worked out perfectly because his work shut down. So we were able to double team the move oh, and get good. it done more efficiently. And then the third day I had to work again and then I left. And so I was like, I feel like I didn't even get to see you or really have a talk with you because while I love all his friends, every time we go to dinner, he's like, can so-and-so come and so-and-so? And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm so excited just to be included. I'm always like, yeah, sure. But I didn't feel like I got that good bonding time in. Oh, well, I'm sorry that it was a little disappointing for you. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, him working, mm -hmm. he was frustrated with me most of the time. Why? I know it's hard to believe someone could actually be frustrated with me. I know it. I but know. because I was going there to do a job and I'm a very organized person. And so when I go into a space, mm -hmm. I just want to work and get done what we need to get done. I'm on top of it. I'm working through it. And his approach is a little bit more procrastination. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So when I walked into his apartment Tuesday night and the movers were coming Wednesday morning, Uh nothing was packed, (laughs) not a single thing. And, Uh you know, there wasn't a lot to pack, but it's like, (gasps) let's just get into it. Let's get it done. So I'm just going to throw this idea out there. Just so what would have happened if you hadn't been the wonderful, nice mother that you are? And you hadn't gone to Denver and Tuesday night rolled around and he hadn't gotten any packing done and he knew the movers were going to come on Wednesday. What would have happened? Honestly, I don't know. I know. Well, and he probably would have got it done. He somehow he either would have gotten it done or he would have had to call the movers and say, you have to come the next day. And I guess my point would be that maybe he is old enough now to have to do that on his own. And maybe as nice as you are, maybe you should give up that role of helping him and let him fly and see if he crashes and burns or he actually soars up high and accomplishes Right, and I did get you know I that thought process did go through my mind that like I've got to really give him these experiences instead of right jumping in and taking charge so I did have that conversation with him like I don't want to take away these experiences of growing up and I really worry that I do sometimes because and it all goes back to the thing that drives is my kids the most crazy about me, which mm-hmm. would be the organization and like, this is how to do it, da, 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 right. da, is the reasons they want me there at those times because I will get things done. Right. So it's like that double-edged sword. It is a double-edged sword. I agree with you. And I'm not saying that I would be able to just not show up for that move. But I think, okay, because here's the other thing is you've had you know, 20 some years to train them how to be as organized and watch you take the lead and watch how efficiently you get things done. So maybe it's time that they just do it without you and, and see how it goes. And because I think I think you're giving them a pass. I think that they know because you're there, it's going to get done. And they probably really appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they probably think you are super mom because you will come and do this. But I think that maybe next time Colton's on his own. And I and you it's come so see easy me, to say you come see me instead and we'll go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> And it's so easy right now when his next move isn't scheduled for at least 17 months to say, oh, yeah, I'll do that. But when they ask for my help, because, and we can get into this a little later today, uh-huh. that is my love language, is doing things for people or helping them out. But again, I've got to step back and let them figure out the experience. I agree. I agree. And I know that about you. I know that helping people is the thing that makes you happy. It makes you thrive. But I also think there comes a time in our children's lives that we have to take a step back and let them try it on their own. And I, I'm i not 
here to criticize because I feel like I am one of the worst people on the planet. I still mother my adult children and my children are way older than your children. And I still want to be a mother to my children. And, you know, I've gotten this lecture from other people about, you know, they can do this on their own. They don't need you there. They just want you there because you'll do all the work. Yeah, I, I <laughs> talked to myself about that right there. And I, I went through it. And I did talk to him about that too. And uh -huh. but yeah, when they ask, I, I want to help. I don't want to not show up. But I'm going to have to next time think about it a little bit more so they have the experience they right. need to have in order right. to grow from it. Right. Because I do think that Tuesday night, had you not been there and Colton knew that the movers were coming on Wednesday, by Tuesday night, he would have had enough done for those movers to show up. Instead, because he knew you were going to be there, he left it all to get done for him. And yeah, and he did help. I mean, he jumped oh, in I'm and sure, helped I'm on sure Wednesday. He did. I'm sure he did. Yeah. It just was that, let's get this started. Let's get it done. And then, you know, yeah. you see him getting overwhelmed and frustrated. I'm like, hey, <laughs> right. this is why you want me here. So right. yeah, and then Wednesday, it really did. It did help that he had a snow day because I could be at one end with the movers and he could pick up his keys and then meet the movers so we could kind of divide and conquer that. So I think that was a beneficial day to have me there. Oh, good, good. So it was yeah. a big success because he's now moved in. He's all, yeah, he's all settled in. And yeah, I'm super proud of him. I'm super proud of all my kids. So yeah, I'm just learning along the way too that the way I used to parent them is changing. And I need to be more hands off in certain situations because they can do it themselves. They are all capable of doing everything themselves and I'm robbing them of experiences. Well, I like how you look at it that way. And I, I like I said, I'm the worst. I mean, it, I don't know why it's so hard to let go of those things that come so naturally to us to be parents and, and to let them... I mean, I kick myself all the time. I'm so much of a mother yet to my children. And it's so silly because they're grown adults. And when I, I was their age, I was like, you know, and it's funny because my mom didn't do that for me, you know, and I think she was a wise woman. I, she, I mean, I make it sound like she's dead. She's not. She's still alive and well, but she was a wise woman to step back and let me just do things on my own. But I never do that with my children. I'm ha I'm still very hands-on right. in their world. And see, I naturally come into wanting to help because I have parents who are always there able to help and willing to help and asking to help and insisting to help. And so that's how I grew up. And mm -hmm. I don't feel like I ever took advantage of it. I'm sure when I was the age of my kids, I pushed it a little more than I should have. And procrastinated myself. Mm -hmm. So as I'm talking here, I'm seeing this cycle. <laughs> but it's not a bad cycle. It's just knowing the boundaries, you know, what are what are you going to set so they can walk away from the lesson and you can still help and be support to them. Right, exactly. Well, and I could say that about my parents too. my mom, again, 
both my parents were very good at that. Their boundaries were they loved they loved to step in and help with the kids when I needed help with the kids. And but that was what they liked to do. Would they have ever come over and helped me pack up my house to move to another house? Never in a million years. <laughs> they just wouldn't have done it. I mean, it's just not who they were. But they would have taken the kids for me while I was packing up my house and moving to a new house. They would have taken care of the kids. So they were very I good at setting. Yeah, they were very good at setting boundaries at uh, parenting adults. Yeah. So I'm going to really work on that that moving moving forward. I think just because. <laughs> It's, it's going to be hard. I know. Like, I'm just going to say it's going to be hard, but I really am going to be mindful of it. And that is the first step is being mindful to be taking those steps. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, that stuff comes in stages too. I think it takes an event where it was like, okay, well, this was actually more frustrating than it was helpful or not that it wasn't because I'm sure it was extremely helpful for Colton to have you there. But for you, it was a very frustrating experience at times. And it takes those events to kick us into the next stage. Don't you think? Yes, I, I do. I do think so. And yeah, it's just that adjustment, that I, mental adjustment, that empty nest adjustment, where I then we know. fill up our house with dogs. <laughs> at least I did. <laughs> I know. And I wonder how much that will change when your children start having children and you become a grandma. And then, then you can offer to take care of the kids while they move. Yeah, I'm going to love that job. Yeah, yes, you will. And I will insert myself and I will offer and I will continue to be there to help. Like, let's be honest, if they need mm -hmm. it, I'll be there. But I'm going to set some boundaries around it, I think. I think that's very healthy. I think that's the way it should and be. I, and I'm going to throw this out there, like this conversation, like, no way disrespectful to Colton. It's more about me learning about boundaries. Oh, um, absolutely. And how to be a parent to him for his growth. And, you know, so he doesn't feel like smothered or anything like that right. too. So it's right. more about me taking a look inward than complaining about helping because again, that's my love language. I love to help others. I know. I know. And I'm sure that Colton knows that too. I, knowing, I think he does. Knowing Colton, I know that he really, really appreciated having your help. And he's, if he, he did. if he were listening to this, he's probably asking himself that same question. It's like, how would I have gotten this all done without my mom here to help? Yeah, no. And he does listen sometimes. And so I, I don't know if I'm wanting him to listen to this episode <laughs> yeah. or not, but I, he's just I think an we've example. talked about it enough that he knows. Yeah. He, he, he is just an we're example. We're just using and, him as an example of a bigger topic of conversation. Right. And I could share stories about all four boys and how, you know, I'm reevaluating how I approach them. And, you know, I have a married son now. And how do you change the boundaries there? Because you don't want to step on their toes, especially the wife's. Right. I agree with that, too. And, it, and yeah, I think and you're I right. To be mindful of that is the first step, because she will really appreciate that about you is that you're very mindful of not stepping on her toes. Right. This is their time to figure it out. Yeah, so exactly. I'm trying to have boundaries. And I worry there that sometimes they think I've stepped back too much, but I don't want to be interfering or meddling or any of that. So I try and take their lead a little bit. Which I that. think is the great, the best 
way to do it is take let them take the lead on it. Okay, so I do have a quiz about <laughs> you this. You always have a quiz. I'm so excited. I love your quizzes. Right, and I haven't even taken it myself, so we'll have to keep track of our answers. But okay. I was looking, and there are several that were listed, and I'm not going to do this one because I know the answer <laughs> will be negative. It's This quiz is called Enabling Your Adult Children. <laughs> A short quiz to find out if you do, and it's by Psychology Today. So we'll skip that one. Oh, we already I like know the that answer. One. We yes, already, we do already know. <laughs> yes, <the answer>. we do. <laughs> yes, I enabled. So I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go with a different one, and okay. this one is found at EricasEmptyNest.com, and and it's called Parenting Style Quiz: Parenting Twenty Something Kids. So okay, fire away. Anyhow. Okay, and please don't argue with the quiz, Suzanne. I it's always just you argue. And me. It's like I have to. Okay. okay. Okay, so question number one. When you pay a visit to your son, you find his bed unmade, towels on the floor, and dishes in the sink. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> Do you, A, immediately organize a cleaning service to come in and clean up his mess, B, start washing the dishes and cleaning up yourself, C, ignore the mess, or D, tell him you understand how busy he is with his studies and ask if you would like some help. I should have Colton or my kids take this quiz because my answer would definitely be B, I would start washing the dishes and cleaning up myself. I would do that too. I have to, I would start doing the dishes myself. I probably wouldn't even go into their bedroom to see the towels on the floor and the unmade bed, but I would do the dishes. But when you said... I would immediately get on the phone and hire a cleaning service. It's like, oh, that never even occurred to me. I love that answer. <laughs> yeah, it never occurred to me either because that might have been a really good idea. I know. I love that answer. Okay. So for question number one, we both answered B, start washing the dishes and cleaning up ourselves. But we agree that option A, had we thought of it, would have been a better choice and hired a cleaning service. Okay. So I'll move on to question B. Okay. Your daughter tells you she has met a guy and she wants to bring him home. He rolls his eyes when you say grace at the dinner table and openly insults your daughter when she expresses her opinion. Do you, A, call your daughter aside and tell her she has to break up with him. B, turn on him when you feel he is insulting your daughter. C, say nothing and hope your daughter sees the light. D, talk to your daughter when a suitable opportunity presents itself and gently express your concerns. Hmm. I know I would never say anything immediately, but I probably, if the opportunity arose, I would say something and express my concerns down the road. Right. I'm looking at that and I would go with option D also talking to my daughter when a suitable opportunity presents itself and gently expressing my concerns. Although it might not really be a gentle expression, but that's the closest I have to what I would do. Okay. I will go with that. Okay. Okay. Question number three, your son is having financial difficulties and keeps borrowing money from you. Do you, A, ask all kinds of questions to find out where his money is going and criticize his spending habits? B, dish out money to him even when he doesn't ask for it because you can't stand the thought of him suffering. <laughs> C, never ask him any questions about where his 
his money is going and keep giving him loans or D lend him money, but make him repay it within a reasonable time period. Find out if he is open to some advice about budgeting. That's a tough one for me to answer. <laughs> what would you say? Well, if I wasn't being more mindful moving forward, I would say typically I would just dish out money to him even when he doesn't ask for it because you can't stand the thought of him suffering or I can't stand the thought of him suffering. Um, I've done that with my kids before. Just Right, as, yeah. as have I. And I think that the big thing for me is I'd never make him pay it back. I go into it with the attitude that it's a gift, not a loan. And I would too. I don't expect anything in return for it. And I would never, ever ask them what they need it for. I would just give it to them. So you would be a C. Never ask him any questions about where his money is going and just keep giving him loans. Yep. Or gifts. Okay. Or yep. Gifts. Okay. That would be me. Rob would be probably lend money, but make him repay it and then give him a lesson on, or not a lesson, but advice on budgeting, I think. Right. And I think Jeff, I agree with, I think Jeff would be the same way. And that's what we call balance. Yep. In a relationship. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Question four. Your daughter has decided that she wants to become a Hindu. You are a Christian and your greatest fear seems to be coming true, that she will abandon the faith she has grown up with. Do you, A, tell her that she is going to hell, <laughs> B, try to convince her that she is making a huge mistake, C, say nothing for fear of alienating her, <laughs> or D, realize that this is an sorry, I can't even talk, realize that this is a normal part of the developmental transition to adulthood. Make it clear that you respect her choices and communicate openly about spiritual matters. I'm definitely a D. I'm definitely a D too. And I'm going to tell you that my daughter, since the age of 12, she had a really good friend growing up, Nina. And Nina explored many different faiths. And Katie explored them right along with her. And I just have to say, it always impressed me that Katie was always out looking outside of the box that she was raised in. Because we, as you know, my dad was a pastor, we were raised Lutheran, I raised, we raised our children Lutheran. But she always has had that openness to differences and different beliefs. And I have always really admired that. That is something to admire and put yourself out there and be willing to explore and be open-minded rather than, you know, close point of view. So, yeah. And so my answer would actually have to be like E where it says, not only do I, you know, am glad she does it, I respect it and I admire it. But I know that's okay. not, I know that's not in the quiz. It's not in the quiz, but noted. And I know your daughter, if she listens, will appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. So question number five, your daughter announces that she is moving in with her boyfriend. Do you, A, use every opportunity to condemn her behavior, B, worry yourself sick about her and keep calling to find out how she's doing, C, take the ostrich approach and pretend it's not happening, or D, give your child unconditional love and accept her partner even if you do not approve. D. I'm a D too on yep. this one. Yep. 
I would have to say. Not my decision to make. Nope. Nope. Not ours at all. Okay. Well, before we move on to question six, Mm -hmm. let me just interrupt the quiz. How did you feel about like when your daughter and your boy, her boyfriend or your son and his girlfriend came to stay at your house, would you put them in separate rooms? Nope. 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 I wouldn't either. I have, first of all, my house wasn't big enough to put them in separate rooms. And secondly, again, not my decision to make. Yes. I'm right there with you. If they wanted to sleep in separate rooms, they could figure that out, but not my decision to make. Awesome. Yep. No, I agree with that. It's their choice. Why disrupt the routine, right? Good question to ask though. Okay. Question number six, your son's girlfriend breaks up with him. Do you A, contact her and give her a piece of your mind as if like, (laughs) no, thank you. B, tell your son he is better off without her and that you never liked her. C, keep your mouth shut. Don't offer any advice and mind your own business. Or D, let your son know that you are there for him, but allow him to deal with it in his own way. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have two answers to that. First of all, my answer to the quiz is D. And this happened to one of my kids, um, one of my sons, actually, the the girlfriend broke up with him, broke his heart. She didn't do it very maturely. And so it broke my heart that his heart was broken. But he, I let him deal with it. I let him take the lead. I helped when I could let him take the lead. But the first time I saw her after the breakup, I'll go back to, I have a look that could kill didn't have to say a word. I just had to shoot her a look. And it to this day, it gives me great pleasure <laughs> that I shot her the look <laughs> because, yeah. And I, that she saw it. And she saw it and she reacted to it. And I'm like, and I didn't say one word. <laughs> Did she like shriek back in like fear or what was her reaction? No. Well, and I won't say that she started to cry in front of me, but the look was enough that she looked like she was going to burst into tears. I know that it, and I, you know, I sound like a, I sound terrible saying it out loud, but I mean, she broke my son's heart and she came up to me to say hello. And I was like, no, (laughs) you broke my son's, I didn't say all of that, but it's like, in my mind, I'm thinking you broke my son's heart. You don't get to say hello to me. Right. I'm sure your look conveyed all of That's what my look said to her. It's like, no. And so there you have it. Yeah. And I would say my answer is D also. Let him know that I'm there for him and allow him to deal with it on his own. Mm -hmm. However, as you move further away from that relationship, I might offer my two cents. So it kind of is between D Mm -hmm. and B, which seem to be all of my answers so far. But initially D. Yep. And go with that. Final Mm -hmm. answer. Okay. Question seven, your daughter comes home to visit. She lives on her cell phone, doesn't let you in on her plans, and seems to want to spend more time with friends than with you. Do you, A, confront her about her bad habits and lack of thoughtfulness, B, question her extensively every time she goes out and exactly where she is going, who will be there, and when she will be back, C, act as though you don't care at all, D, keep respectful boundaries and realize that the need for some distance is not a personal affront to you. Okay, well, when it first started happening, which it does every time your kids go away to college, and then they come home and you realize that they have created a life without you in it. 
it was a little rocky, you know, and I did want to know where she was going and when she'd be home and who she was going to be with. And, but yeah, that came to a pretty quick end after a couple loud arguments. So I let them do what they want. I still kind of wait up for them (laughs) when they're coming back to my house just because I worry about them. But that's not on them. It's just me being me. Right. So what would you say your answer is? (laughs) The last one, D. I've evolved is what I'm saying. I've evolved. But today the answer would be D. Right. And I think I would be somewhere between C and D. C being act as though you don't care at all. And D, keep the respectful boundaries. I realize that it's not just an affront to me. But here, you know, a little while ago, I was just saying, basically, I was jealous of the fact my son had to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) Just at the time spent there, but not really because I know that's what he's supposed to do. And I'm proud of him for doing those things and keeping his responsibilities. So I would have to say D for me also. Okay. Okay. Question number eight. Your son tells you that he is battling at work and that his boss is being unfair. Do you, A phone his boss and ask him why he's being so unfair to your son. My kids would kill me. I know. My My husband would kill me. I know. That's what I would want to do. But okay, what are my other options? B, commiserate with your son and tell him you think his boss is an idiot. (laughs) C, tell him you don't want to get involved. Yeah, that, I don't like C. Yeah, I don't like, like that, that would ever happen. Or D, give him the emotional support he needs to speak to his boss and try to sort out his problems. Oh, no way. I would do B. I would commiserate. I would tell him what an idiot his boss was. Because my son can do no wrong. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> right. And I would probably be a B also. But... I would try to give him that support. So again, I'm teetering. Every single one of my answers have been B or D. So I'm just teetering between the two. I wonder what that says about me. I know. We'll soon find out. Okay. Two more questions. Okay. Okay. So question number nine, your daughter wants to buy a car. Do you A, tell her which model she should buy and arrange the whole deal for her? B, tell her you think she's not ready for such a big responsibility. C, allow her to buy it without giving any input or advice. Or D, give her good guidance, but only provide direct advice if she is about to make a massive and potentially irreversible misstep, such as buying an unsafe vehicle. Whoa, (laughs) that was a lot of words. (laughs) Okay, well, I want to say C, but the reality is for me probably A. A for you. This is a hard question because I don't really have an answer to this, but probably closer to A. No, no, that's not right. Tell her. (sighs) Probably C. Okay, well, what was C? Yes. A a C was allow her to buy it without giving any input or or advice. And I've always let my kids pick out their own vehicles and what they want to buy. Right. So, well, and my, but yeah, I wish there was an option D or E. Sorry. Yeah. An option E. I know. I have an opinion about everything, but my daughter probably would not, she would probably call me after she bought the car and not give me an opportunity to put in my two cents worth. Right. She's a smart girl. She is always like her. I know. I know. Okay, so last question is number 10. Your son has gone a few days without answering your text messages or voicemail. 
that is not a pretty day in my house. I'm just going to say that before reading any of the <laughs> options. options. I think he's like dead in the streets somewhere or something bad has happened. So right. kids, if you're listening, always respond to me, please. Okay. Anyhow. So I'll read, I'll start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I, so your son has gone a few days without answering your text messages or voicemail. Do you A, drive to his residence and confront him? <laughs> B, continue to leave voice messages asking him to contact you urgently? C, do nothing? D, wait patiently until he does contact you? It may be worthwhile following his lead on communication in the future. If he contacts you weekly, contact him weekly. Of course, if the lack of communication goes on for too long, you are quite right to be concerned and take action. I would like to think I've evolved into a D, but mm -hmm. I'm probably still a B, I would have to say. Okay. I I don't know if this is one of the options. I kind of lost track, but here's what I do. It's like, I do let my kids take the lead. I Unless I have something I need to talk to them about, I do not contact them. I let them contact me. And I let them set the pace for how often we communicate. If it's every day, great. If it's once a week, great. But the exception to that rule is if I'm trying to get a hold of them and I don't get any response, there have been times when I've gone into a panic. It's like, okay, what's happened to my kid? Why haven't they called me? But I think that's because if I'm calling them, if I'm initiating the call, they know I need or want something. So they should be picking up their phone or answering a text. And if they're not, I'm convinced that they're lying in a street alley somewhere. Yes, I get all that. And as I hear you talk about that, mm -hmm. I can say that I, I do kind of follow my kids lead also. Because I mean, Kyle was here a couple of weeks ago and said, Oh, yeah, if a parent's calling, I'll call back in like two weeks, because communication once every two weeks is enough for me. Whereas, you know, I have other kids that want to talk more often and other kids not as right. often. So I do try to follow that. But if I am trying to get a hold of them and send a text, mm -hmm. I do want a response back or I go into panic mode. Right. So what would you say your answer is? I see, and I don't even know. I'm going to say the last one, like D. D. Okay. Well, let me tally up your numbers here. So you had one A. One C, two Bs, one, two, three, four, five Ds. Is I that right? I had definitely. No, my math. I definitely had mostly Ds. Okay, well, we'll just say mostly Ds, and because my math is sucky. Okay, and I teetered between B and D, so I had four Bs, five Ds, and a C. Okay. So this is what it says. If you answered mostly A's, you tend to be a meddling parent. Okay, so I'm happy to say I'm not meddling. And I, according to this quiz, I agree with you. You are not a meddling parent. Okay, I'm going to continue going. You are constantly interfering and not allowing your children to make their own decisions. So that is if you're mostly A's. If you're mostly B's, you tend to be an overprotective parent. Oh, you feel like your child is unable to survive without you. <laughs> Okay. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. So I'm teetering between B and D. Okay. Just remember that. Okay. 
If your answers are mostly C, you are an uninvolved parent, ah. or you tend to stay silent for fear of alienating your child. And of course, if your answers were mostly D, you are a confident parent, and your parental style is better than most. Wow. So what I can say is I'm trending upwards. You're trending like I'm trending the towards right the the D's and I actually had more D's than B's. So I'm growing and evolving as my parenting style with these older children. There we go. There we go. Yeah. And look at you. You killed it with D's. Yeah, but my kids are all 10 years older, at least than your kids. I'm 10 years more into this parenting thing, adult parenting thing. <laughs> well, I have a good role, role model and we obviously our answers trend similar to each other. So we have similar styles of parenting. No wonder we get along so I well. I know, right? Yeah, well, that was a fun quiz, and I'm feeling a little bit better about myself today, and know that I can do this, and I can step back when I need it, when need mm -hmm. be. I can't even talk. Can you strike that right there, please? And I'll just reset. it. I can step back as I need to, and know that my kids they have the tools, and let them have the experience. Exactly. And I can be there if they need help or support. So I do like that. Nice. Thanks for letting me talk this out today. Well, I appreciate it. It was a very interesting topic. Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, part of this conversation, we did bring in those five love languages. We and did. And I'm really thinking that we still have an episode to do on the five languages of love. Or we the do. Five love. Well, what is it called exactly? The five, the five love languages? Yeah, I think so. Five okay, so maybe like. Next week, our episode should be on the five love languages. Let's do it. We'll plan on it. Now, we'll give everybody a little bit of homework mm -hmm. because there is a website you can go to. It's the number five lovelanguages.com. So the number five lovelanguages.com, you can go there. You can learn about love languages and there are several different quizzes you can take. And then so it'll tell you there's, what it'll tell you what language you love language you are. It will. And then it goes so far as to break down your love language, your apology language, your anger assessment, appreciation language. Like there's a lot of quizzes on there. Oh. And I'm probably confusing everybody because right now you just need to know what your love language is. Exactly. And save one or two of those quizzes for me when we Oh, I definitely will. Don't cheat. Okay, I won't. Believe me, I won't. <laughs> okay. Well, do you have anything more to share on this week's episode? Nope. I think all I can say is cheers. Oh, you stole my line. So I'll just say heck yeah and cheers, everyone. Cheers.